Welcome to the warm-up exercise for the YMI podcast called The Fantasy Restaurant. In here, my guests get to pick their favorite drink, appetizer, main sides, and dessert. There are no wrong answers. Uh, Jenny's meal basically breaks down to bread, but not just bread. There's also more bread uh, and then a little bit more bread. I've uh, never had anyone set the atmosphere quite like Jenny does. Afternoon drinks with the Dolphins was pretty nice, pretty elegant. I'm thinking pinkies up are in order. Um, I hope you enjoy this meal with Jenny. Jenny, thank you for joining me in the Fantasy Restaurant today. It is my pleasure. It's great to be here, Greg. Yeah, I'm sorry we didn't have your table ready. Uh, it took us a little bit of time. We had to switch to our uh, Zoom restaurant as opposed to our normal Skype restaurant. So hopefully this accommodates amicably. I hope so. I'm yeah. sure it will. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be great. All right. So you are in the Fantasy Restaurant. And uh -huh. in this restaurant, no holds barred. Right, anything goes. It could be food from your childhood, from something you had last week, from your favorite restaurant, from your favorite, um, your favorite chef, celebrity chef, uh, family member, something you make. I mean, this could be anything, right? Something you saw on TV, your favorite movie, favorite novel. So none of this has to make any sense. I'm going to start this out with your drink. What are you drinking? Well, there isn't one single drink, but I am. Um, there are a couple. So the the one that the drink that I remember most to start off a meal was was an amazing drink, but it was probably as much as anything ever is the circumstances as well. So I got this amazing job in uh, Montecito in Santa Barbara. And I was staying at the Four Seasons Hotel, which is a bit nice. <laughs> and I'd been out all day in this glorious Californian sunshine watching blue whales in oh, the bay. Wow. And I got back and my hair was a mess and I was all sunburned. And and all the Californians uh, and the other guests were not sunburned because they're not British and they know to take sun cream. <laughs> and I only, <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I'm not used to seeing the sun that much. I'm from the north of England. So I just took some a little bit and it wasn't enough. So I was a little bit sunburned. My hair was all salty and I was in kind of, you know, clothes that you wear for a boat trip. So I wasn't really very uh, swanky to be in the Four Seasons. But they're so lovely. And they said to me, uh, would you like a drink before, you know, you change for dinner and everything? Uh, presuming that I was going to change, of course, which I was. <laughs> <laughs> and they have this cocktail that was award-winning or something. And I had to look it up because before I came on your show, because I couldn't remember off the top of my head, but it was the most amazing thing. And it's called a Biltmore Raspberry Smooth. And this is what's in it. Uh, there's a special vodka, uh, a raspberry smashed, sparkling wine, and then there's like a sugar rim, but they had like a, a lavender sprig as well. Interesting. And it cost a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't huge, but it was so nice. And as I was sitting, sipping this cocktail, looking out to the ocean, I saw... Uh, a dolphin <laughs> just in the just opposite the hotel and I turned to my left and there was a hummingbird 
And I just thought <laughs> California is just the best place on earth. And I and I really do. I love I love the states. I love the USA anyway. But California. And and then I was told that Santa Barbara is the swankiest part of California and Montecito is the swankiest part of Santa Barbara and the hotels night. So I guess that like there was all of that. But for me, I'd never seen a hummingbird before. And I'd had the best day. So that's <laughs> that would be how I would begin, Greg. That is a hell of a story for... Because <laughs> I just imagine you there, yeah, feeling crusty, a little bit tired, probably run yes. down. And uh, it seems like the heavens opened up and here was this drink. That's it. It's such like you... It was the best day because I love <laughs> whales and dolphins. And we saw we saw nine blue whales. Oh, wow. Including a tiny little baby one that was with its mother, which is just <laughs> insane. And I've been on whale watching trips since. And people actually don't believe me. But there was nine. And they were so exciting that we didn't look at the humpback whale that was on the other side. <laughs> and then there was a super part of the dolphins. And it was just the most amazing thing ever so yes i was i was bucket list ticked Golly. well and truly ticked off and then it was just like yeah it was like kind of and and i went in the depths of winter in the uk so i gone to gone to california from gray cold england so it really was yeah it was great it was perfect perfect timing everything came mm -hmm. together just right i exactly. like it well, it also sounds like you said it was expensive, but it sounds like you uh, you paid for an experience there. Yes, so indeed, well indeed. worth it. I because like I have problems like buying stuff for myself, like spending money on myself, or at least I traditionally did. I'm better about it now, but mm -hmm. I am wholeheartedly open to pay for an experience. So I'm on board. With I just that want to sure. say as well that if anybody wants to see a picture, I took a picture and put it on my Instagram. So if you go to Instagram at, at Real People Hacker, you can see a picture. It's way back, so you have to scroll down. But you'll know it's the right one because it's got the sort of sprig of, like I don't know if it was lavender or rosemary, but there was the sprig across the top of it. There's a few. There's a pictures of a few drinks on there, but that's the one. All yeah. right, I'm gonna so. dig for that picture and see if I can put a link up in the uh, the show notes for sure. Okay. All right. Well, I am. I'm a. I'm fired up. Pins and needles. I'm ready to, I, I can't wait to see what you're going to do for appetizer. Like I'm expecting great <laughs> things. This story should take us about 15 minutes, uh, just on how you pick these jalapeno poppers. So okay. let, let me have Well, it. actually, yeah. So, uh, it is got a story to it. It's, it's, so I, <laughs> a few years ago before the California gig, but I think, and then, yeah, there was, I used to work in Northern Ireland in Belfast and Belfast is, oh, it's got the most amazing foodie culture, hmm. right? It's a fabulous restaurants and the people are amazing and the food is amazing. And there was this hotel and I used to work uh, very early in the morning until about, I'd knock off about 4 p.m. And I never really eat much when I'm doing certain types of work. Uh, and I didn't used to eat very much during the day. So I get back to the hotel and I'd order to my room this appetizer called, uh, and it's called prawn cocktail, but I think you guys might refer to it as shrimp. Shrimp cocktails. cocktail, yeah. You know, with the pink sauce and the... Oh, yeah. And and I, became, I was kind of addicted to it. And it became the thing I ate when I got in and then I ate dinner about eight 
but I was hungry. So it was sort of, a, it wasn't quite lunch. It was later than lunch. And ever since, and, and I had the best time in Belfast and I, I had the most, I made the most amazing friends. But I've, but I don't stay in that hotel when I go to Belfast anymore because I don't do the same job and it's a different client uh, nowadays. And ever since then, I've always pursued the perfect prawn cocktail <laughs> because it, it was like, you know, the thing that you do when you sign off work and then the evening is your own. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why that one remains in my mind because it wasn't just that it was a beautifully done. It was beautiful. It's a place called the Old Inn, just outside of Belfast um, in, in, um, in Northern Ireland. It wasn't just that it was beautifully done and everyone was so friendly and lovely to me. It was also that, right, okay, you, you can finish now, you can relax now. You know, you've done your job. And so I did it and I ate it and I was there off and on for about three months. And honestly, I think I must have eaten it <laughs> almost, not every day, but once I got into that habit. Well, I need a little <laughs> bit more information. So a little confession here. I'm not usually a texture person, but there's something about like cocktail shrimp or cocktail prawns or however you want to call it. Like for us, yeah. we like shrimp is the small stuff. Prawns are like when they get big. I don't know. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have a distinction or not, but there's something about like boiled shrimp that is kind of weird to me, like kind of freaks me out a little bit. I need it like in a, a gumbo and a soup and something else, just like dipping it in a sauce kind of freaks me out a little bit. So I can't quite get over it, but I'm thinking in my head, maybe this sauce Maybe uh, maybe it's the saving grace. Maybe I could get into it. So describe the sauce to me. Oh, I mean, it's the most basic thing. It's just it's called uh, <laughs> Marie Marie Rose sauce, and a, a friend of mine, who's a huge foodie, uh, and has, has done sort of food like he can stand in as a chef if people were. He doesn't, but he can. Hmm. And he told me it's just mayonnaise and ketchup with some Worcester <laughs> sauce. And lemon juice, which I was very kind of, as soon as he said that, I realized that was exactly what it was. <laughs> um, but of course, this hotel was fabulous. So they'd have made the mayonnaise themselves. And the, probably it was a tomato reduction as opposed to just <laughs> ketchup just thrown in. And then, of course, Worcester sauce is the magic ingredient mm. that, uh, that that is spelt completely differently than we pronounce it. But that does kind of bring everything to life. And there's a little paprika on it, iceberg lettuce, uh, little little cherry tomatoes, and yeah, it's lovely. I see you make me <laughs> make me think about it. I'm thinking, when, how long ago was that? And it was a long, long time. Sounds like too long. But, mm, but I always order it if I see it on the menu. Not always, but I very often order it if I see it on a menu. And pre-COVID, particularly, I was on the road pretty much continuously. Um. And I, but it's not the same. Hmm. <laughs> it's not the right one. So yes, so there we go. That's the appetizer. That's I mean that's what every drug addict says, right? They're always chasing that first high. The first high. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe we'll get you there eventually. But <laughs> in the fantasy restaurant, you can absolutely have that specific shrimp, and it can be uh, you just clocked out five minutes ago as well. You just clocked out. You walked in the restaurant, right? So it's perfect timing. Oh, perfect. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you're doing some work on the beach, got a little sunburned, uh, and then you clocked out, and now here we are. So everything's lined up. Not in Belfast. Yeah. I would not be sunburned <laughs> in Northern Ireland, believe me. Yeah, There's a mind. reason it's got 40 shades of green, and it's not the sun. 
I promise you. <laughs> All right. So now we are to the uh, bread stroke salad stroke soup portion. What uh, what are you going to pick? Any of those? All of those? Any specific variety of those? Well, you know, uh, I can tell you, I can tell you another story, which you might not have time, but uh, many years ago, see, a lot of my foodie stories are connected to the places I was in. I can dig and the it. Jobs yeah. that I was doing, and I was in Brussels, and I was on my own, and uh, I just went to the first restaurant I saw, and I ordered. Um, I said, oh, just, just, I don't know, just, just whatever's on the special menu, <laughs> which you never say in Europe, right? Oh, really? I try well, and always because do because they'll yeah. just, yeah, but you, you have, but, but specify because what they brought me was this like eleven course tasting menu, and you get like a different drink between courses and a flower, and there was like um, cloches that you lift and there's fragranced smoke and all this. And I just wow. realised really early on that this was going to cost an absolute fortune. <laughs> but I was in a really, sw I just wandered in to this swanky restaurant and it was going to cost a fortune and I was on expenses. You know, I was working for somebody. So I remember I, um, this is when I was still working for a company uh, as opposed to uh, do it, you know, to myself. So I used to, so my security work is, I've always done, even though sometimes I was, I had a sort of a grown up job, if you like a proper respectable job as opposed to the job I do now, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, so I text my finance director and I said to him, oh my God, Alan, I know I'm in this really expensive restaurant and I don't know what this meal's going to cost, but it, I'm going to, you know, it's on expenses. I'd already sort of cleared the card and he said, that's fine. But tomorrow night, you're only allowed a bowl of fries. <laughs> so... I ate this huge restaurant and then the next night I had the fries. But the reason it's connected to bread was because the meal was magnificent, but the bread was a bit, um, was very small. It was kind of like little bites because it was a tasting menu, I guess. They weren't trying to fill you up with bread. Right, right. And I mentioned this to a, a different friend who um, is a bodyguard. He, he looks after very famous people. And he was a, the bodyguard of a very famous TV chef who told him, that the mark of a good restaurant is its bread. Hmm. So how good the bread is will tell you how good the restaurant is. And my favourite bread I would get would probably be uh, a walnut uh, sourdough type of thing. But it's not the bread, it's the butter. And the butter... Speaking my language. The butter makes... The, so the bread has to be great, obviously. Absolutely. But if you get get this type of butter and the butter that is and thank goodness i'm seeing it everywhere now i love that whipped <laughs> you know when they whip the butter oh and it's, and it's like fluffy salt and, and light pepper. oh that so a walnutty kind of sourdough walnut bread but with some kind just probably just salt and pepper maybe a little chili um whipped butter would be fabulous i yeah. wouldn't eat soup i'd be too full for soup because the uh like when it's whipped like that and it's room temperature you spread it it just instantly melts just... you just want to <laughs> you want to sort of diffy thing which is really poor form very bad manners oh well but we I don't do like... we take the bread we tear off a little piece and you just dip it in the butter and take a bite yeah. tear off yeah. it's really you're eating the butter who am i trying to impress right you know at this point in my life like look at me i got 
I'm not impressing anybody. I'm just here to enjoy myself. Good. Well, my, 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 my boss at the time said, uh, so that was the finance director said I could only eat fries for the rest, well, the rest of the trip. Um, <laughs> but my, my boss at the time said to me, I said, it's posh and I'm lowering the tone because I'm on my phone for a start, you know, which you would never normally do, but I was mortified. <laughs> and he said, ins insist on chips, so fries. He said, insist, tell them they've got to make you fries. This, and I didn't want fries because I knew I'd be eating fries for the rest of the week. Um, <laughs> and he says, and, and tell them that the drink that you want's a pint. You know, so that you look really, I don't know why you'd say, in our country we'd say chav, but you look really... Blue like collar? Long... Yeah, yeah. I, um, well, I don't know. I never see that as an insult. But, you know, you just look as if <laughs> you'd be in really rude and uncouth. <laughs> So mm. like some sort of like like the way I feel sometimes when I'm in Scandinavia and you just feel like they're all like the elves from Lord of the Rings. They're all tall and blonde <laughs> and elegant and beautiful. And then I'm this, you know, English person turning up like like some sort of goblin ruining <laughs> the atmosphere. Oh, my gosh. So are we doing <laughs> walnut sourdough? I've never had a walnut sourdough before. And that sounds I love sourdoughs. I'm a big sourdough. You know sour what? Bread. I like rye bread, too. Like I like I to, rye bread. I like a little little bite. Oh, kind of kick the me best back. bread. Again, Irish wheaten bread. Wheaten. Irish wheaten bread. Oh, and they go mad for it. They say, do you not want, they said, do you want some bread? If you eat in a restaurant in Northern Ireland, and it is Northern Ireland as opposed to Ireland. If you eat in a restaurant in Northern Ireland, they'll go, would you not want bread? And, and I sometimes say, no, thank you. I'm fine. Yeah, I don't need to. You don't want wheaten bread? And I, and I used to think, why are you so insistent? And then you eat it and it's kind of got like a, um, they use some sort of, uh, uh, like a malt. It's got like a malted Ooh. sweetness. Oh, and it's a bit like cake. Oh. And it's absolutely. I'm on board with that. I but, love but I've, bread. I've, I've had it in other places. It's never the same. It has to be Northern Ireland. Mm. You know what? While we're talking about sourdough, I know this is completely tangential, but the other day um, I had like I made a my wife actually I didn't do it I can't claim credit but she made me a, a grilled cheese sandwich uh, mm. with sourdough bread. It was the best grilled cheese I've ever had in my life. Never. I would have never even thought to use sourdough, but it was so uh, <laughs> different and delicious mm. and simple. I don't know. It appealed to me. I grew up like poor. Uh, white trash. So I love that kind of stuff. Like it, it totally, totally speaks to me. Didn't we all, darling? Didn't we all <laughs> white trash. Absolutely, bro. <laughs> Same page. All right. Uh, so uh, are you guys, are you guys soup fans? Like, I like in fancy restaurants. You know, Pinky up here. Soup always seems to kind of float in that little middle portion. Um, we don't see it too frequently over here. I didn't know how popular it is for you guys. Oh, it's always on. Okay. I mean, it's always on. And I'm the queen of soup at home because usually it's up everything in the, all the vegetables in the fridge. Um, and you make your soup, right? I make cream of vegetable soup, never the same twice. And it's always great. And, and huge, you know, everyone's a huge fan, but I would never order it as part of a, a meal because <laughs> I make so much of it at home; it's it's boring. But also, it's just it's too filling for the meal. Really, I always I always find like I can't eat soup just as a meal. Like that doesn't work. I gotta have something else. Are you eating just mm. soup? Or are you adding like some kind of sandwich to it, or like a salad or something? Like what are you doing? Just soup? 
Yeah, we have uh, basically soup's just a sauce for bread with lots okay. of butter. Okay. <laughs> really, it's an excuse to eat more butter. On it's a conveyance a tiny device. Bit of bread. It's the butter again. Okay. I mean, the, my favourite soup's Chinese um, uh, sweet corn uh, egg drop. You know, egg drop soup. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's like chicken and sweet corn with egg. That's my favourite. But I mean, huh. I've never I even heard know, of that. I, I don't know. Oh, it's it's. You're opening up a whole new world for me over here. A whole new world of, of British cuisine, except not one of them so far has been actually It's okay. It's okay. You're international. You contain multitudes. I get it. Mm. I, I do as well. All right. So I don't know if this is your favorite portion. It is a lot of people's. What are you uh, What are you picking for your main dish? Oh, God, this is so hard. So what? since I knew that you were going <laughs> to ask me this, to pin this down, I am... Um, so there's, and this is going to take up so much time. I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> I have. There are three things that are. I've been asked this. I, I was asked. Yeah, they call it your death row choice, right? Which is the similar thing, right? This is much nicer. That's yeah. a fancy restaurant as opposed to death row because we have a restaurant <laughs> in Liverpool called the Death Row Restaurant, and it cooks, um, you know, meals from people who were on death row which is terribly bad taste but, but quite funny but anyway i have three um so the first one is a really good uh spaghetti bolognese um so spaghetti with a pork, you know pork beef craft beef veal ragu okay and the reason is that's the first meal that i was that i, I got used to eating it as a child because it was the first sort of non-english food that I ever got fed and that actually tasted of something <laughs> and a neighbour just used to make them she used to make hundreds and hundreds of portions of them my mum used to ask her to do it and she'd freeze them for me in these little yoghurt tubs mm. in the freezer because no one else in my family would eat it my mum and dad would never touch it because it was not British and they just they were I had older parents and they they just didn't know what you do with something like pasta it just wasn't a thing <laughs> so but i loved it so that'd be my first one i love uh, spag ball uh, and i judge people on the spaghetti bolognese uh, quite harshly the second one um i i love and i'm boring but i like a good steak with rustly crispy fries covered in sea salt and a good sort of hollandaise or, or bernese sauce all right so whenever you're getting a steak how are you having that cooked so a vet could revive it. Oh my god! Gotcha. So it's still mooing a little bit. Yeah. All right. Very wrong. You know, cut a slice off and then ride the rest home and all that. I'm joking <laughs> to any veggies or vegans. No, I like I like it pretty rare, sort of pretty rare. Not raw, not blue, but quite rare. Okay. And the best steak I ever, and the reason. Uh, and I would have said Ireland again for that, or the state. I've had fabulous steaks in America. But uh, I recently went to Reykjavik in Iceland. <gasps> oh, and an American person on the on the plane who was from, I think, Denver, hmm. I think, said, you've got to have beef in Iceland. It's the best beef in the world. She said, I'm an American, and I'm telling you to do that. And so I did, and she was right. It was amazing. So would you say... Um... Uh, you say fries or steak fries. I, like in my head, I'm picturing, I guess, what you guys would normally consider chips, right? Like kind of the thick boys, a little bit bigger. Or oh, no, are you so talking we, about? 
no, I only I'm only saying fries because you're American because we would never say that, right? So we'd yeah. say chunky chips. Chunky chips, okay. Which are the the thick kind of potato ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a fan because hmm. in restaurants, even in and I've eaten in fabulous restaurants, but in, even in fabulous restaurants, they they start going towards being a potato. They oh. make them so chunky; it's it's a spud. That's what I like. I like it to still kind of taste like a potato. It's weird, but that's... So, so to me, that's a bit more. That's more. That's a roast potato. That's a deep fried potato, and I'm not as keen on that. But no, I like a chip that that looks like McDonald's fries, but is done better. Obviously, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with McDonald's fries, but it's that shape and size, or preferably even thinner and longer, like a shoestring. Oh, okay. And then covered in. Crystals of sea salt. Yes, sea salt. Just sea salt. So sometimes whenever uh, we go to like steak restaurants or something like that over here, you've got kind of like a fancy seasoning on the fries with just a little bit of like spice, tiny bit. Is that for you or no? No, I don't. You see, I think just sea salt. The devil, what are you doing? No, <laughs> Gildan and Lily, I get it. Okay. I've had steak. I, I, I went for steak in Atlanta and it was fabulous, but gosh, it was big. <laughs> it was just gigantic. It was lovely though. Mm. Yeah, down here in Texas, our portions are pretty big too. So, like, if you like, there's a restaurant in town that I've got in mind here. Would you order like a chicken fried steak? You know, which is basically like a pounded flat steak. They batter it, deep fry it. Why is it Texas. called chicken if it's steak? Well, it's chicken fried because it's like the traditionally how you would do chicken when you're gonna oh, deep fry it. You know, I you know you mentioned Texas. One of my favorite things I ever ate was was Mexican food in Texas. That was fabulous, absolutely fabulous. <laughs> like fish tacos and oh, it was gorgeous. Loved it. Love Texas. There is a lot of Mexican food. There's a lot of Mexican food. There's a lot of the Mexican food. Tex-Mex. It's yeah, yeah. all kinds. I mean, this oh. it's such a fusion of of flavors down here. It's awesome. But uh, I digress. Like when you get the chicken fried steak, if you order the small, it's just inside of the plate. So it'll be just inside of the plate. If you get the large, it hangs over the edges of the plate. So oh. portions are rather large here. That was one of the things the first time I ever went to America. I was actually one of the first times I I went to America was Texas. And I was sitting, I'd had some breakfast and I was sitting in the uh, restaurant. And this, this lady said, more coffee, dear. And I went, yes. And she just topped up with the coffee. We don't, that just doesn't happen in the UK. And I was just, oh. These people are the nicest people in the world. She's just going to keep giving me coffee. I sort of thinking, if I keep drinking it, does she keep pouring it? Oh, yes. Love it. God bless America. I met a guy uh, that was uh, Irish over here mm -hmm. uh, one time. And he was saying one of the things that surprised him the most was he went to like a fast food restaurant and they just had the soda fountains out. And then you could get as much as you wanted. You could keep going back. He was like, that's crazy. Like, I, yeah, we, I filled we, it up and did. left. We do have it here now, but we all, but like everyone's, it's such a novelty. Uh, what surprised me, sorry, I know we're talking a bit off topic now, but I tell you the thing that surprised me most about America and restaurants or about just something. I was in Boston um, and um, we'd eaten at this fabulous restaurant in Boston and gone for a drink before, you know, retiring in a sports bar. And they gave me, first of all, you get free peanuts, which is a little bit mad. Like, nobody's <laughs> ordered that. And also peanuts, you know, like over here, you're not even allowed, like people aren't, kids aren't allowed to take peanut butter into school. Uh, it, it's, you know, uh, but this was sort of pre that. And then 
so I was drinking my beer and I had the peanut shells and a little pile on the table because I'm well brought up girl and I wouldn't just you know, and then someone said no you need to throw them on the floor and I went well no and they said well look at the floor and the floor was covered in peanuts <laughs> and I said well I'm fine thank you and it's very British you know, but, well I'm fine thank you you know and the next thing you know someone threw one at my head <laughs> and there was a peanut shell a very good natured delightful peanut shell fight and i just thought what strange land is this <laughs> so yes yeah very good fun anyway you did notice the interesting texture as you were walking into the restaurant I, well yes but i, I wasn't going to partake <laughs> i assumed i'd assumed there'd been some sort of you know stag party that just left yeah and they hadn't quite encouraged to clean it i don't know we're a bunch of savages over here you said that I did not say that <laughs> and then um, and then the last one is my local dish in Liverpool I couldn't if, if I really had to never eat anything again we have a dish in Liverpool which is a variation that, that, that you know everyone has and it's called scouse and it's like a beef stew a slow cooked beef stew and it's very simple slow cooked beef stew now is but it's scouse. It's not any beef stew. It's it, it's, it's very specific. So people from Liverpool, where I'm from, are called scousers, scousers, right? So the Beatles were scousers, and and we are named after the dish that dish, which everyone eats. Liverpool is a port. People came over from Scandinavia primarily and brought. And that's where it supposedly comes from, and it's just a uh, seasoned beef fried and seasoned flour onion carrot um and actually that that's really it and potato uh in a gravy and just cook slow cooked for hours and hours and hours but there are little secret tweaks but not much like no wine no tomato paste no garlic uh luxury you might put celery in but not much of it just to make um, sofrito to start it off, but mm. nobody really does that. And for some, and I've tried it right. I've I've tried to make it better by adding herbs. And, now it has to be exactly this, and then cook for a long time. Yeah. Uh, do you think? Mm, so that's that's something that like uh, I kind of struggle with too. Sometimes it's like I could take this recipe that I know and I could add this thing, but it's not right. And I wonder, is that like just because it's like tied to my nostalgia, right? Like I like yeah. just as a it's, kid. It's a hundred percent tied to nostalgia. And I never yeah. thought I could recreate recreate what my mother made. Mm. And then when I followed it exactly and didn't do anything else, it's exactly what, what mum made. And you eat it with pickled red cabbage, mm. big chunks of bread and, and butter again. And that's what you eat it with. <laughs> yeah, that's what you eat it with. Um, but it's it's really it's kind of, that's nostalgia. So that's it. And I couldn't I can't choose between the three of them. But I suppose if I had to, it'd be scouse. Okay. Yeah. I I heard you describe yourself as a, a scouser, and I was like, what does that mean? And so I I looked it up, and I was like, wow, you guys are named after a stew. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we see it as a metaphor for the city because as a port, we have lots of um, diaspora. We have you know people. We have the oldest Chinese community in Europe. We have we were always uh, a place where people passed through, uh, and you know some of that was unfortunate because it was a big port. It was, it was part of a triangle in the in the days of slavery, right? Slavery. Uh, which the city acknowledges now and tries to sort of. We have the Museum of Slavery and things in Liverpool, but it added to the culture. Um, but also people passed through 
for years. So, right. so you guys so became like a big it. melting pot sort of thing. So it's like a melting pot. That's what we like to think. Yeah, yeah. That's um, I had always heard that about New York City, uh, and I finally got to visit it. I think it was, oh my gosh, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. You know, the long, long ago when we could still do that stuff, and mm. it was pretty pretty incredible i i absolutely loved it and you've traveled around a lot i'm sure you've popped through there a time or two do you know actually new york's one place i didn't get to yet and there's plenty of time you will yes you still will all right so we've got quite an interesting uh buffet i guess you could say because we've got a lot of stuff on here uh what are you going to do as a side with this stuff i know you'd already talked about like the scouse you have the red the pickled red cabbage and we've got bread that's going through this entirety of this. Apparently, I'm just going to hollow out a giant loaf of bread and just put all of your... I mean, we don't even need a plate. We'll just forego that. We'll just hand Let's you that. Let's carb it. Yeah. Uh, side for all of them would be uh, spinach. Spinach. Why does everybody feel like they have to add something healthy? Do you genuinely enjoy spinach or you just I try... love spinach. Okay. Steam spinach. Love it. Steam I mean, spinach. Buckets and buckets and buckets of it. Really? Even though it makes your teeth feel funny. Yeah, <laughs> just lots of pepper. That, that's lots of pepper. I was gonna ask, are you putting anything on there? So just pepper. All right. You say lots. I'm just gonna put a little bit, and I'm gonna put some on the side because to taste is. I mean, that's different for everybody. Okay. All right. So uh, sides were quick. No interesting story associated with with uh, <laughs> with spinach. All right. So what are we uh, what are we gonna do for dessert are you even a dessert person yes look at me of course i am so i love <laughs> uh i would be drinking a montrachet with all of that montrachet uh, and then pudding a creme brulee <sighs> and stop messing around with creme brulee this is my just a basic very well done creme brulee i will allow a raspberry a raspberry single raspberry Perhaps too, if I'm in a really good mood, but Oof. not really necessary, is it? But what's the best part of the creme brulee? What it does it for you? Well, it's the crack, isn't it? Of the, <laughs> of the sugar. But it still needs to be still hot. So still hot sugar, you have very cold custard in it and nothing else. I don't want anything else with it. I don't want alcohol-laced creme brulee. I don't want coconut milk <laughs> creme brulee. I don't want anything else. I will allow a raspberry or two as a garnish. That's it. I don't want anything else, and that will do. And, I, and you know, I can eat a, a decent, like a good-sized one, but, but that's it. All right. Now, in my fantasy restaurant, creme brulee is what I put on there as well. And yeah. the first restaurant I ever had creme brulee, and I, I agree, I love the snap, but for me... It is. It's that combination of the hot sugar with the um, the creaminess of the pudding inside. Just like that, the textural interest. It's just, it's so good. But what they would do is they would, it was almost like, mm, almost like a pancake batter that they would take and they would like put it in a squeeze bottle and they'd pour out like a little lattice where it looked like a little ladder and they would cook it and it would be thin and it would like stand up on its own. It was almost not quite a uh, like American cookie texture right uh but somewhere in between waffle and that and eating that in combination so delightful it's the texture so good sweetness the crunch it added extra crunch i'm just saying if you're interested i'll put a little <laughs> waffle ladder on the side awesome take it or leave it i'm gonna put it over there oh, cool. so what is 
What is mantra shay? You said it like I should know what that is. Oh, it's just a really nice white dry white wine. Dry white wine. All right. Nothing too gooseberry-ish like a Sauvignon. There we go. So there we go. Through food. Huge insights into the psychology. <laughs> you think so? Of your guests. I think I... Like I, like I said earlier, you contain multitudes. You seem to be a combination of all of these interesting experiences. You ready for me to read the menu back really quick? Yes. Make sure. I mean, I say quick. This is going to take me a minute. <clears throat> <laughs> so uh, we're doing uh, our drink is going to be Montecito um, from Santa Barbara. Uh, or rather the. No, no, no. You were in Montecito. That was the restaurant. And it's going to be the Biltmore Raspberry Smooth. Right? Yeah. All right. And I'm going to dig it up on Instagram and I'm going to somehow clone that precise one and it'll be that one. Um, and then we're going to do, <clears throat> we're going to Belfast to the Old Inn and we're going to get you a prawn cocktail. Yeah, The Old Inn at Crawford's Burn prawn cocktail. Just a yeah. simple prawn cocktail, but it's going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect timing. We just punched out. Um, so we are also uh, getting a walnut sourdough, salted butter. And then we're also going to have... Irish Irish wheat bread from Northern Ireland. Uh, wheat and bread. Wheat and bread. Irish wheat and bread. I'm uh, not going to really eat all of this. I'm never going to eat all of this, but yes. <laughs> uh, but the butter is going to be whipped. Whipped. Right? Whipped. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be never ending. Somehow, as soon as you take a bite and then you reach in to get another piece of bread, it's still hot. I don't know how it works, but it does work. We don't question <laughs> it's the fantasy restaurant. And as soon as you finish one, we got to keep it coming because apparently it's integral to every portion of the, somehow you're going to scoop the creme brulee with it. I'm not sure. I don't question. I don't, I don't you know, just it's you do you. Uh, then we're going to move on to our mains. We're going to do a really good spag bowl. Then mm -hmm. we're going to have... Um, steak we're gonna do it pretty rare uh with uh oh my gosh what was it uh we're gonna do fries you want to you want to not to taste like potatoes gotcha 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 all right and then we're gonna do uh scouse mm -hmm. and it's gonna be simple and it's going to be just the way your mom used to make it. Nothing yes. more, nothing less with pickled red cabbage. And yes. obviously the bread is going to continue obviously. to flow. The bread flows like wine, I guess is the, the best way of stating it. Uh, then we're going to do steamed spinach with pepper. But again, it's pepper to your taste. So uh, I'm not sure. You said loads. I'm not sure if my load is the same as your load. Uh, because I can, like, I have really crappy taste buds, so I put way too much. So by the time I can taste it, nobody else wants to eat it. So I don't, I don't want to ruin anything for you. All right, then we're gonna do a matraché, and we're gonna have our creme brulee. That's gonna be nice, creamy, cold custard, hot sugar on top, good snap, single raspberry. But I'm also giving you a waffle ladder. I, I will forgo putting it on top. Okay. I'll just put it on the side. Okay. Are you happy with said meal? Happy with said meal. That took a long time. Apologies. <laughs> no, I loved it. <laughs> I, this is one of my... I love talking about food. I obviously love eating food. For me, going on vacation is eating food in a yes. place I've never been. So. Absolutely. Yeah, so I go on a little mini vacation through your eyes. I really enjoy it. All right, well, thank you for joining me in the Fantasy Restaurant. <laughs> thank you for having me in the Fantasy Restaurant. <laughs>